we all remember these legendary composers, yeah. right? Is because they produced uh, thousands of more compositions than any of their peers at the time. And so we only remember, like, what do we remember? Like, like Beethoven Symphony Number no. Five. Like, I'm not even pretending to be like that sophisticated. Like, that's you know, we just remember those three names, those three people, and a few of their songs. But the truth is, they just produce way more. We're all about turning a crappy situation into something positive. A quarter million dollars of credit card I debt. I still remember the day when no one turned out. Throw it in the garbage and start from scratch. I could give myself a chance, so I started something. I mean, I think that counts as from poop to gold. <laughs> our sponsor for this episode is our 14-day video script challenge. Yes, we are sponsoring our own show. Yes, we are. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. I'm Daniel Harmon, Chief Creative Officer at Harmon Brothers. This is From Poop to Gold. <laughs> and my guest today is John Yushai. You got it, man. You got it. Yep. Super yep. happy to have you on. Likewise. Likewise. John is manager of, well, you you give me your official title over at Instagram. Product marketing manager on IGTV. That's right. Product, yep. mar product marketing manager at IGTV. Um, they stole you away from YouTube, right? You were originally over at YouTube? That's right. I was there for five years uh, doing a lot for creators, helping them grow, monetize. And I got a little tap on the shoulder from Instagram about a year ago. And they're like, hey, we're starting this new uh, thing for video on IGTV. Uh, Want to have you come uh, come in and I'm like, hmm, how interesting would that be to take my knowledge and, you know, help out a new platform. Very cool. Very cool. And you've um, been recognized by Forbes Inc. Magazine, a bunch of others. You're also the author of Every Vowel, right? Everyvowel.com. <laughs> I'm little, impressed, man. You did your uh, research. Yeah, yeah. A, a little bit of um, a Dilbert kind of type um, cartoon. Yep. Um, yep. Every Monday you're posting those, right? Yeah, I've actually, uh -huh. I, I, w I was posting those uh, every Monday. I've slowed down a bit as I've tried to launch my new video show and, yeah. you know, this new job. But uh, yeah, still draw cartoons every chance I get. Yeah, and then the video show you're referring to is Adamazing, right? Correct, Adamazing, okay, yep. yeah. Okay, and you're primarily, you do that one on IGTV as well, but LinkedIn, right? You're doing IGTV, LinkedIn, YouTube, and Facebook. It's actually been an awesome process to learn about the different platforms beyond yeah. like working at them, just seeing them from a creator perspective. From a creator perspective, it changes everything. Changes everything. Because I'm like, we have this culture of dog fooding. Have you ever heard that term before? <laughs> no, but uh, I want to know it. <laughs> oh, like it's a very Silicon Valley term, but it's like basically you got to eat your own dog food to make sure it's good. No, actually, yeah, I've heard this. It's been a little bit, but yes. Yes, uh -huh. yeah. But I'm a big believer, like we, you got to uh, do creator fooding. Like dog fooding is mostly done as a viewer, yeah. right? You consume. Yeah. But when you're uploading and going through the production flow, these are much different things that you're feeling. So if I'm not doing that how can i help build the best products for the people that are right so that's my philosophy so essentially then to take a full circle if you're going to you know be creator fooding and if you're <laughs> going to be dog fooding then you're both the viewer and the creator then you got to be advert fooding <laughs> you got to be an advertiser <laughs> too on your own platform and see how that goes right yeah yeah yeah. And it brings it full circle Full circle totally yeah awesome yeah. okay yeah. very cool well um give us a little bit of your origin story john how did you how did you come to be this IGTV guru, <laughs> whatever your title was before, <laughs> how did you, how did you manage to come to this point? Yeah, it all starts with my parents. My parents are first generation um, immigrants from Iran. They were oh, cool. Jewish. So they, it was very hard to practice the religion there. Oh, yeah. So around the revolution of 1979, they left. Um, and it's a long story, but essentially uh, they made their way to um, the States 
and um you know uh i was born and raised in chicago um oh, cool. and just uh yeah i, I lived like in maperville I, for a couple of years oh you did uh-huh. i worked in downtown chicago okay cool yeah. cool uh-huh. cool cool yeah i ran cross country in high school and i think naperville north had an amazing cross country team that just oh, okay, uh, cool. kicked our butts every few years <laughs> okay. um sorry to bring back ptsd <laughs> stuff <laughs> no 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 <laughs> it's all good but uh yeah first generation uh immigrant kid um grew up in chicago and uh, just would always like spend my afternoons, uh, you know, on Fridays, like after school, like following my dad at his business. He had an oriental rug store. You know, if you're a Persian, uh, you know, you're either selling jewelry, oriental rugs, or you're a doctor or a lawyer. And mm-hmm. uh, just seeing how he built his business from scratch, um, learning the language, providing for us, just gave me so much um, optimism to say like, hey, like, I don't know, anything is really possible. And I, I know I've been given a lot of privilege and opportunity, but that's the same mindset that I have today. Very cool. Okay. So started with your parents and then kind of, kind of take me through a little bit more to where you end up getting um, really into like social media and technology yeah, yeah. and that kind of stuff. So my first moment was in college. Um, I came from a public school. I went to um, the Wharton School uh, undergrad at the University of Pennsylvania. Okay. And I just saw all these people running for class president like, oh, here's my platform. Here's my, like, here's what I think. I'm like, oh, nobody cares about that. Like, we're like, you know, like, let's have some fun. Let's have some more creativity. So that's when I first hit the upload button on YouTube and I made a rap video uh, to run for class president. Okay. And this is uh, in college. In college. Okay. Um, I, in college. What year was this? This was like 2009. So, you, so you're going full on popularity contest. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, guys, come on. Let's just have some fun with it. Like, yeah. you know, um, like platforms, constituents. Yeah. It's all important. But, you yeah. know, um, let's just like think about like how we could all have a good time. And so I made this rap video. It's still online. And I somehow was able to get Larry King to be in it. Like I found him on the streets <laughs> of LA. Yeah. And uh, if you go find the video, on YouTube, you can just search like "you shy rap video." Um, Larry King opens it, and he's like, uh, "Re-elect you shy, or elect you shy." You know why? Because he's perfect. And, and I'm like, "Wow, Larry! Like you don't even know me." And he's like the biggest endorsement. Yeah, I know. I'm sure if I met him now, and like you saw, you regret it big time. But <laughs> um, so that was that was awesome. And just seeing that and being able to see, okay, and it sounds so obvious now, but like the video, and I don't think it went viral, but it got a lot of distribution on campus. Sure. It got about 10,000 views, which back then was a lot. Yep. Um, especially just, you know, for a student um, running for uh, student government elections. Everyone started talking about it. That helped me get the position. I held it for four years. And then when I finally uh, started recruiting for jobs, my boss told me, we saw your video. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to bring you in. That was your resume. That was part of it. Yeah. yeah. That, was, that was part of it. He's like, hey, you're young. You've, uh, you're familiar with the platform on both sides, creator and uh, viewer. And that just set off a journey of, you know, five years there, just seeing so much growing in different roles. And then, um, yeah, before getting recruited to join Instagram. Okay. Very cool. All yeah. started with a student body class president kind yeah. of a, a campaign. That's the nerdiest cool. origin story of all time. Yes. <laughs> Definitely would not what? qualify for Marvel. You know, it, Maybe, no, DC. It Maybe DC. Comics. <laughs> Maybe, Maybe DC comics. Maybe DC. Maybe DC. No. Yeah. Cool. No shade to any DC fans out there, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So tell us a little bit about your from poop to gold moment. When I say that, like, when's this, when's, when did you have a crappy situation either in your personal life or career that you were able to turn into something positive, maybe even something great? What comes to mind for that? Yeah, I think about, um, I don't know. I don't, yeah. So I, uh, I'm trying to find something that's 
would would qualify as poop and like be a <laughs> like crappy situation. Um, but I think it's really taking this idea. I've been toying a, around with the idea of Admazing for years now. Mm. This show that I started. So for those of you who aren't familiar, Admazing is a show I put together that you know is all about analyzing the world's uh, best and worst commercials to find out what really makes a great ad. Yeah. And uh, I've had this idea for for many years. I just never took action on it. You yeah. know. And I, I, I again, it's not like like I guess people's definition of poop may be different, but for me, like being in like paralysis around an idea is one of the worst feelings in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, like I've, I've been thinking about it and I kept telling myself like, oh, like I need to buy a better camera. I need to get better mics. I need to get a better backdrop and all this stuff. And that's a bunch of BS, mm-hmm. right? And so I really owe it to uh, my girlfriend who like, like after we moved in together, she really helped me just think about the operations of it. Um, I had a tablecloth behind me when I was shooting the first video and then like, like the tape would fall off. <laughs> it, it like it dropped mid, mid, um, mid, mid, take. mid take. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'd be like delivering a line and I was like, and that's why this commercial is atrocious, which uh-huh. is like, you know, yeah. on the other spectrum. Uh, and then the tape would fall. I'm like, oh God. Yeah, and, and for some context for our viewers, you rate the ads on a scale of atrocious all the way up to ad amazing, right? Yep. What's it, the mid-level? I forget what it is. Adequate. Adequate, that's right. Yeah, yep. yeah. Very so I, I love thinking about the branding and, and the language. I, I just think uh-huh. it's uh, so fun. So I've been just toying around that for so long. I was helping so many creators like grow into the millions of followers at YouTube. And um, and I'd always said like, what if I just try it myself? What if yeah. I do it? Yeah. Um, and then was able to grow on LinkedIn with these cartoons get close to 28,000 followers. I was like, all right, why don't I just put it on all these different platforms, see how it does and just, you know, screw it. Just, just, just try it. Like, why am I waiting? So, and seeing that first upload, seeing the interactions and just seeing this like community build over the past few months, still a brand new channel, but yeah, it's just been awesome to see. It's been gold. Very cool. Love that. Yeah. I love just, there's nothing that replaces just going and doing. Nothing. Especially when you've got an idea and then you just put it into action. Yes. Like even um, um, our, our our listeners might be hearing a little bit of the commotion in the background. We're actually at a conference right now, and I was preparing for um, I was preparing for a um, presentation that I was giving. Yeah. And I just kept delaying and delaying, and, and I was supposed to practice it with my coworker, with with Keith, who uh, produces this this show. And um, he kept being like, "Okay, it's time, Daniel." I'm like, "Oh no, I got, got a little <laughs> bit more time, a little bit more time." And finally, like. Like when I just stopped preparing um, and just like did it, just like put it out there in front of him, like it was just like a huge relief yeah. off of my shoulders just to just to go through that process. And yeah. sometimes we we just we just tinker and and stuff and just really hesitate to put things out in front of people because we're afraid we're going to be embarrassed. Yeah, right? You know what helps me think about like okay, we just got to produce. I found this uh, piece of research that um, the only thing that made Mozart. Um, Beethoven and uh, I, I think it was Johann Sebastian Bach okay. like any different than their like peers like okay. when it comes to classical music like we all remember these legendary composers yeah. right um, uh, is because they produced thousands more um, uh, thousands of more compositions than any of their peers at the time oh wow and so we only remember like what do we remember like like Beethoven Symphony Number no. 5 like I'm not even pretending to be like that sophisticated like that's you know we just remember those three names those three people and a few of their songs yep. but the truth is they just produce way more content content than anyone else way more at bats than... way more at bats that's uh-huh. well said Did you, were you reading the book Peak have you uh, read Peak no. Sounds like you would like the book Peak. Oh, really? Uh-huh. I think it kind of goes into that a little bit about just the, the level of practice that it takes to get to mastery. And totally. It doesn't, it doesn't necessarily put it in the context 
of at bats, right? But it essentially boils down to the same principles. Yep. That there's so much more learning that happens just from the reps, just the putting, reps, yeah, and just, the reps, just just going the paces to get it done. But I think it's it's not just the reps because like you know they have the ten thousand hours, like all that research is out there. Yeah. To me, it was like okay, there's this like whole like conversation of like quantity or quality, quantity, or, and I think it's just like quantity leads to quality. That's right. Because you don't know what quality is when you're just like sitting on it. That's right. You know, and I know you guys do so much testing. Like you put the A-B test out yep. there. You like figure yep. out, oh, what's the best hook? What's the best thumbnail and all that. And uh, if you just sat on it, you'd never know. Yeah, it's so true. Cool. So um, glad to hear the Admazing's out there doing well for you. Um, let's talk a little bit about your creative process. How, wh- when do you get into flow the most for ideas? What are, what are some of the... What are, what are some of the habits you go to or some of the things you kind of force yourself to do in order to make sure you're getting good ideas? Yeah. Um, so I'm always a student of the game. Like okay. I've heard so much about like uh, this term, like swipe file. Have you ever heard of that? No. Like, so back in the day, I believe it was the 70s or 60s, like advertising execs would have like these like manila folders that they call their swipe files. Oh yeah. I think I have. Heard you know, of and people, people have yep. different uh-huh. names for it, but they basically cut out different clippings from magazines, uh-huh. put in the swipe file. Uh-huh. And then when it comes to like get a new brief, get a new client and get a new campaign, uh, they open up that swipe file and they just go through it. Mm-hmm. They just go through it. Um, and for me, my version of that is like keeping like um, uh, different just like um, folders of that. When I see interesting creative out there or I see an interesting music video or I see a thumbnail, I like I start just 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 as I'm consuming, putting it in the file. What I like what you're talking about is the fact that you're drawing from it sounds like you're drawing if you're anything like me from multiple industries always in order to be able to get that um that inspiration so for us like going through ad school one of the things they taught was like really go through like um the award annuals Hmm. and go through all the different award shows but then i think when you do that you end up doing stuff like the rest of the industry is doing yeah yeah whereas if you have a swipe file that's made up of inspiration from a creator over here on youtube or um a a person on twitter and a little bit here from someone on instagram and now you've got this reddit thing that you're following and you've got this blog and, and when you're piecing it together that way more kind of as an, an eclectic cultural mix yes. of things, I feel like you get better ideas than if you're just kind of being like, well, what's the rest of the industry doing? Because then you don't really change it up and necessarily innovate as much as you start to just kind of um, do what everyone else is doing. That's fine. Like you can learn a craft that way, but it doesn't it doesn't necessarily allowing allow you to zig or, or zag where everyone else is zigging, if that makes sense. Totally agree. The, the way I think about it is like the best way to succeed within an industry is to look outside of it. That's right. And uh, adjacent industries. Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. And lateral thinking, just yep. like grabbing. Like there's that great story of like how Velcro was created. Have mm-hmm. you heard this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, but do it for our audience. It's oh, great. Well, well, it's like there's this thing called a burr in nature. And uh, the creator of the of, of Velcro was just walking the, you know, through the forest. And he just saw these like burrs. Like we've all had this happen to us. Like you're walking and get stuck on your like sock or your fleece jacket or whatever. And he's like, huh, like how does this work? And if you look at it, are these little hooks intertwined? Yep. And, you know, voila, we have Velcro. Yep. Very cool. Yep. You got it from nature. <laughs> um, cool. Can you talk me through a little bit about 
what you do to network with other people. Obviously, networking has got to be a big portion of your job yeah. in order to be successful. Um, yeah, what are, what are some tips that you have for networking? Yeah, so I always think in terms of one-liners and, and like, like, like uh, when I think about networking, I think uh, it's, it's more about woodworking, not networking. Okay. And, and what I mean by that is like, I think if you start building like the woodworkings of something that you're really proud of, people will gravitate towards you or okay, they'll want to yeah. talk to you about something. Um, and obviously, there's, there's a bit more like proactive. You have to do like conferences like this. I was like seeing like, oh, who's here? Who can I uh, chat with? Who can I get feedback like in my job at Instagram to help make our product better? But overall, especially when I think about my creative projects outside of work is like, I spend so much time by myself or like with a few friends or with my girlfriend brainstorming and building something like building a show. And then I put that, that out into the world and it just um, brings in it, like some people, I, I don't think I, I would have any business meeting. Mm-hmm. Like I could give you a story as an example. Oh yeah, you bet. Um, so I was drawing those cartoons, the every vowel cartoons, um, which are basically just like I, I took you know the letters in my last name, I have every vowel in my last name, and I gave each character a persona. Okay, so I didn't dive into the significance of the letters. I did notice that you were using the same letters. Yes. Yeah. Over again, I'm like, what are all these? There's there's a meaning here. I don't know what it is, but that's what it is. Okay. That's right. so it's it's a, all from your last name. It's I have every vowel in my last name. Okay. You shy. Um, but I thought it'd be fascinating to have that cartoon series where like why it's like the vowels are all the characters in the office why sometimes feels like a vowel sometimes doesn't yes Boy, okay. you know his identity crisis yeah. like like most uh, uh people do at that age yeah um a is like the angry boss u is the selfless mentor all about you i is the self-promoter like so they each have like different personas um but anyways like i've spent a lot of time drawing putting that out creating that audience and then all of a sudden i get this opportunity to draw four life-size murals of those cartoons for Tony Shea. He's like, hey, can you come to Vegas? Come to Zappos' headquarters. And it took about a year and a half, but now if you go to Zappos' headquarters in Las Vegas, you'll see four every vowel murals. And let our audience know who Tony Shea is. Tony Shea is the CEO of Zappos, okay, founder acquired yep. by yep. Amazon for a billion. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Very, very cool. So stuff like Life that is just girls. like, hey, awesome. ad amazing. Like, uh, I would love to talk about this. And, you know, um, you work at YouTube. You work at, so it's, uh, the woodworking is how I think about networking. I love how you think, man. It's, <laughs> it's great. And I love, I love your stuff. Um, I've obviously, um, interacted and seen your things before our, our writer, Johnny introduced, um, amazing to me before. And I saw that he had commented on it and you would even like shouted him out in one of your videos yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta great. make it interactive. But, um, yeah, love, love what you're doing over there. So anything, um, what are you most excited about of what's going on over at Instagram right now? IGTV. Okay. Um, and I know IGTV may seem like the underdog in the video uh, space right now, but that to me represents a lot of the opportunity okay. in terms of like getting on the ground floor. But also, if you look at the product in terms of what it was on day one, on launch day, it's fundamentally different than it mm -hmm. is today. Um, and that's because I think the speed of it and just the listening to creators and what they want has moved much quicker than I ever imagined. Yeah. Like we were vertical only, now we're vertical and horizontal. We were not integrated with Instagram. Now we are integrated with feed, explore, oh, stories. That was huge. Yeah. That was huge. And more of that to come. So yeah. uh, that's what I'm most excited about in my day job. And then, yeah, Admazing is what I'm excited about on nights and weekends. Very cool. <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking time to join us here on um, From Poop to Gold. If you, if you all want to check out um, John and his work, 
where where would you like to point them? Um, check out uh, me. Follow me on Instagram at Yushai, Y-O-U-S-H-A-E-I. Uh, I always love following back or DMing or checking out your content. So it's a very real conversational platform for me. Uh, LinkedIn. And then also uh, I have that amazing show on YouTube as well. So wherever you guys feel most comfortable, we'll love to connect with you there. Awesome. Okay. Cool. Thanks again for taking time. And thank you for listening and watching. And remember to subscribe so you can get more of this great content coming up. And we'll see you on the next one. As entrepreneurs and small businesses, we all kind of reach that point where we know we've created something awesome and we want to share it with the world, right? Mm-hmm. And it's that very next step that can oftentimes be really intimidating or really scary or you just don't know where to go next, right? And the beautiful thing about this 14-day script challenge is you get your hand held from, okay, you have this cool product, now let's go research and find the exact way to present it and message it to the world in a way that resonates and gets people excited and they're ready to swipe their credit card and purchase. And in the 14-day script challenge, you get the opportunity to go through that step-by-step with our writers who have done it dozens and dozens of times. You actually watch us go through each of the steps ourselves and create it with a real client, a real product, and um, it's a real campaign that's out there that's been very successful. That's right. And the feedback that we've had on this thing has just been phenomenal. I mean, we get comment after comment and emails flowing in from people all over the world who have just uh, raved about the impact that this has had on their business. People tell us over and over again, it is just a huge value punch for the investment for this 14-day script challenge and, and really gave them the tool set they needed to walk through it and make it happen. And we've had dozens of students who have successfully taken the challenge, written their script, launched their ad campaigns, and driven success for their business. It's pretty amazing. For more information, go to hbros.co slash script. That's hbros.co slash script.